But it was great to be there with all the Hall of Famers, the guys that actually have a uh, a gold jacket and say, man, you deserve to be here. That right. is the validation. It's coming. So <laughs> I, I think so. It's I really coming. do. And I, I know God is good. He's, he's always told me to be patient. I was a prop 48. I only played three years at Florida State instead of four because mm-hmm. I had some issues with the SAT test. So I've always been behind. I had a late jump in sports because I was disabled, had, you know, club feet. And I'm, again, uh, it's going to be something that I really look forward to because I want kids to know that you don't necessarily have to be, go to the, uh, the I mean, every, you don't have to be living in the suburbs. You don't have to both parents. You know, you could be poor, whatever. Your dreams can still come true, whatever you want to be. I think it will happen, and uh, I'll be back on your show again when it happens That's with right, my jacket on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be—it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be a beautiful. It'll be a Hall of Fame show. <laughs> like, I, like I told you, like I told you the last episode. When you're there, when you get in, I will—I don't yeah. know if I'll be front and center, but I'm gonna be in the midst. I want to be able to say I was there uh, for that great moment. All right. Oh, now, we can go to the side and record a show. We can yeah. just go to the side. We'll go to the side and do it right there. We're live from the hall, yeah. home, ladies and gentlemen. And I got That's right. Hall of Famer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, when it comes to ratings, man, we number one, I get the truth, then I give them the scoop, if anybody got a question, I give them the proof, welcome to the one-on-one, when it comes to ratings, man, we number one, I get the truth, then I give them the scoop, if anybody got a question, I give them the proof, welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are here for the season three premiere of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. It has been a while. I know, y'all, it's been a couple of months. Actually, it's been a while. Here's January uh, in the NFL season, but we are back to bring it in all the way up until December. We got a lot to go on, but I'm not going to talk too long. I'm not going to, you know, elaborate too much because you see who's beside me, ladies and gentlemen. It is my honor to have here for the season three premiere, the man, the myth, and I cannot wait. I've been waiting to say it. I'm going to put it up there. The 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, Mr. Leroy Butler. Leroy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Daryl. Tell people you and wait for me to get in, then do the show. That's a tip so long. That's a tip so long. <laughs> look, man, look, it's been one of those things that we know that for the long for the longest time we, you know, we I've had you on the show before. This was the, this yeah. is the third time that we had you on, and those other two times it just felt like you know we were getting close, and now we are here in the moment where where you belong, my man, where you belong. Well, I, I tell you what, Daryl, it's been it's been amazing for my family, and I'm just and you know me, I'm just a happy guy because you can look at that. That was a few years ago. And I got the same smile on my face, and I and I was just a finalist, because I think at some point I had to realize that a lot of guys wouldn't even be in that position, so I have nothing to be upset about. But I do understand that some guys do get anxiety, as myself, when you think you should get in and it doesn't happen. 
But I've always had faith, um, not only in my career, but faith that sooner or later it would happen and just be ready for it. My mom used to always tell me to have two speeches. And I said, Mom, what, what do you mean by this? She was, it was, I think I was like in fifth grade. She said, give me a speech when you make an A. That's your speech. And also give me a speech to be ready when you make a C. So regardless of when you make it, you try to be the same person. And that made so much sense to me. And that's the first thing that would pop in my head when I didn't make it those last few years. Well, I mean, you know, it was, you know, I think the last time that we kind of we, we talked a little bit about it and, and one of the things we talked about was, you know, you, you knew the safety position was getting closer. You knew, you yeah. felt it was getting closer at the time and water had got in and you knew you knew we were getting closer. And now we are here. You are a 2022 Pro Football Hall of Famer. And that it, it, it feels it feels right. It feels just right. Yeah, I'm, I am excited uh, that. Sooner or later, I knew if they kept talking about safety, that I would be in there because being all decade um, and then knowing that I was the first team all decade and wasn't in yet, so I knew it would be plenty of time. And I'm 53 years old, so I had time. But I also thought about the guys like Jerry Kramer who had to wait 38 years or, or you know, Dave Robinson who had to wait like 40 years. And most of the time, guys want to get in the Hall of Fame when they're still young so they could take advantage of it. Because right. it's a huge platform, but I get it. I get it. And now that it's like 36 days away from today when we're doing this, it makes me feel good. You got to be prepared, though. You got to be prepared. Now, I've always prepared myself. Me and my mom worked on my speech, I think, in 2003, <laughs> 2004. I uh-huh. mean, and that's that was amazing because she passed away like six years ago. And I remember one of the few things we talked about was being prepared to have two speeches if you make it and when you don't. So I'm just so proud of her. I wish she could be there. Her and uh, Coach Bobby Bowden and my high school coach, Coach Corker Rogers. But um, she shaped my thinking when it comes to accolades like this because you can't do it without your family and your teammates. Right, right. Well, we know that she's going to be there in spirit. And I think that's that's yeah. going to be yeah. it's going to be a big moment, um, you know, you know, you get up there and, and make it such a, a, a monumental speech because this is this is this is years in the work, you know. So we know that it's going to be great. I know it's going to be great. That's just me tooting my own. You know, that, that's go pack go. So you know, I'm going to toot. You know how we do, man. We got to represent. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm very excited to see you get in, my brother. Now, before we get going to all the other greatness, we have to do the check in. Now. You know, we want to go ahead and check in on you, how you and your family have done here in the last two years since we've been on. It's been about two years since the last time we had a chance to sit down and and talk. And obviously, pandemic, so much more has happened since we talked about the pandemic and George Floyd and all that stuff. So much has happened. So I just wanted to check in on you and your family. How's everything going? How, How are you doing, especially when we're only 36 days away from getting into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, well, thanks for asking. First of all, I appreciate that. Uh, I just so I have a really a lot of faith in God and my mom and what I believe in and the kind of person I am. So I said to myself that you know once I did everything uh, when it comes to uh, the pandemic, you know, for us getting uh, vaccine boosted, double boosted, then it's okay to. Uh, to see fans again. And when everything started to open up, everything was fantastic. 
my wife, you know, we pretty much managed the kids. Two kids have graduated right in the pandemic. I had another grandbaby. Congratulations. Thank you. Right in the uh, pandemic. So I tell you what, we lost over a million people. And every day I pray for them and their families that they can, you know, just, you know, just my condolences. But I've been, I mean, I have nothing to complain about, nothing at all. But at the same time, you know, the kids, the family, everything's been great. You know, we've traveled. We've got back to sort of kind of back to normal. Uh, but at the same time, whatever rules, and I teach this to my kids, whatever rules, wherever you go, there are always rules. Whatever rules it was, I followed them. I mean, that's just the way I, my mom brought me up. And because I used to do a lot of school visits, we couldn't do that. I'm back to doing that now. So um, I would say from the first, second time we talked to now, everything has been platinum compared to all the tough things most people have to go through in their life. Well, I saw the other day, uh, speaking of going around, I saw that you were in Jacksonville a couple of days ago yeah. uh, at uh, a camp. How did everything go at the camp? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, well, here's the thing about it. It was amazing because my kids – pretty much ran everything. I mean, oh. they, I mean, we had a, it's the first time I had a football camp as well as a cheerleading camp at the same time. And my four oldest daughters, they pretty much ran it with um, a good friend of mine, my first uh, wife, uh, Rhodesia. She's a principal and I, and me and her get along fantastic. And um, as a matter of fact, her and my uh, current wife get along great for the kids. I went into her. I want to speak to as many special needs kids, inner city kids, just like me. And we're going to make it free. She reached out to the uh, PAL, the Police, Ath Police Athletic League. They said, of course, you can do a camp here. Um, we went out and, and we put this together, Daryl, and like, a month and we went out and asked some for some sponsors so the kids don't have to pay for waivers right. and food chick-fil-a shout out to chick-fil-a in jacksonville how many sandwiches you need whatever you need the <laughs> people ain't just companies are not just giving stuff away right miss mary she runs the pal in jacksonville at the ed austin field and these kids, they couldn't believe it. They said, wait a minute, we just saw you on TV, Hall of Fame, and now you're here doing a camp. I said, this is what I do because right. I want you guys to be able to, uh, to see a Hall of Famer and talk to him. Right. And it was great. We had kids from 7 to 17, boys and girls. We had 18 coaches that volunteered. We had like 65 cheerleaders. I mean, it was great. I mean, it was one of the best camps I ever had. My next camp is in Brown Deer in Wisconsin, uh, mm. kind of the suburbs of Milwaukee. That's July 23rd. So I'm just so excited when I see these camps and see these kids, man. They just – they don't have a worry in the world. All they got to do is just come. When you're tired, we'll give you a break. When you want to run, we'll let you run. And the parents – if you want to come inside the rope and be a, a, a coach, come on. We can't pay you nothing. It's volunteer. <laughs> this is volunteer. Volunteer. <laughs> volunteer. But we had some 
parents with some special needs kids. And one father in particular, he was a Bears fan too. He was watching his son closely. I said, what's going on? He said, my son, um, he has a, a mild case of autism. I said, where is he? He said, there he is. You couldn't tell him from other kids working hard. And he's right. a big kid too. I said, well, you need to come in the roast. You, he needs to see you so his anxiety feels better. Right. He almost cried. He said, well, they got these ropes up. I said, yeah, come in the road. That's for unruly parents. Inside the ropes. <laughs> I said, that's for Viking fans and Detroit fans. I'll let Bear fans in. So we just <laughs> having fun. And he came in, and, and his son saw me. He thought he was leading the pack. So I just appreciate my hometown in Jacksonville, Florida, for supporting me because, again, I mean, how many people do a football camp, a cheerleading camp, with their ex-wife in a city that it didn't play sports, I mean, professional sports right. with their kids. I mean, that is unprecedented. So, <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. I had so much fun. I'll be honest with you. I think the only person that I can think of off the top of my head that's probably got that type of relationship would be The Rock and his wife. And, and the way that they was the ex-wife and they started the XFL. It's, the, it's, it's just you and The Rock, my man. It's just you and The Rock. You can't, you can't beat it, man. All that arguing. The kids kind of look back at you and say, okay, y'all getting a divorce. What they got to do with me? <laughs> okay. But, but I what's, what's what's Christmas is. Like... <laughs> That's all I was like, look, two Christmas, be happy. That's all I care about. I'm going to get two Christmas. That's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. It's great to see the family and everybody are doing pretty well on that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I think that's time that we talked to you. You had just, you, not, you hadn't gotten married, I believe, not too long ago, or you yeah, had, you were yeah. recently married. So, so you know, yeah. in, in the year two, everything's going well. I'm glad to hear that. Definitely glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So, my wife, Genesis, she's great, man. She's a, Best thing. Matter of fact, as you know, she's one of my presenters. She's going to present me as well as one of my favorite teammates, Gilbert Brown. Hey. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that because they say not many people choose their wives or family members or teammates to present them. Right. So I was honored to do that. That's awesome. I can't wait. Great, yeah. baby. Let's go. Let's go. All, All right. right. Now, Let's get, let's get into a little bit of uh, uh, NFL news. Uh, obviously, the NFL lately yeah. kind of know where you want to know where your stance is on how things have been going because you know the NFL as a whole right now has had some had some good moments, but it's been a lot of crazy stuff too. Uh, obviously, the two right. biggest the Sean Watson situation has been up and down and up and down. The Commander situation with Daniel Snyder. Uh, just want to hear from you on your thoughts on how the NFL is going right now and in those particular situations. Well, the NFL really is a, like a down period now because free agency pretty much what it always goes on, but the big parts of it is gone. The draft is gone. Um, guys will maybe get released uh, maybe the first couple of days of July, but that's pretty much over with. Teams are pretty rosters are pretty much set. That's why the Deshaun Watson thing is very relevant because Cleveland needs to know that who's going to be their quarterback, and they still got Baker Mayfield on the roster as well as, as, well as you know, Jacoby Brissett. So, and I'm assuming as we uh, shoot this today um, on Wednesday, the 29th, they haven't, they're going to talk again to find out what's this punishment, punishment right. to be. Now, the NFL, they don't need to wait on any kind of criminal charges or anything, although two 
grand juries chose not to criminally charge him. You can two things can be true. He can, you know, in his mind, not do anything wrong. Right. He could be one of the creepiest guys you know. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. It could be. Right. But Cleveland is saying, what that got to do with us? We're trying to win. We won't. Okay. We got so, a, a guy still in his prime. So I think this is what I thought hap- I think happened, Daryl. I think he was on his way mm-hmm. to Atlanta. And then his representation said, wait a minute. I just got a phone call from Cleveland. We're going to guarantee your deal. And we're going to make it as a signing bonus so you can get some of that money up front so you can sell off some of these cases. Right. So it's down to 20, 24, or whatever, something like that. But then right. they said it might be 66. I don't know. We said yeah, I saw, I, I saw that. That one day it jumped from 24 to 66, and then it went back down to 24. I said, I don't know how all that went down, but it's like, you know, the Browns are very smart in the situation, in my opinion, because they obviously knew, you know, well, I think they knew where they stood. I felt bad for the GM, though, because a little bit during that press conference, he looked a little shaky. looked like he was just trying to get through that press conference. But yeah. the Browns had a contract to where it's only what the one the first year. They only like it's like a, a base salary of, of one million dollars this year. So if he's not there and they suspend him for that one million, he only loses out on a million dollars. You know, and then so he's gonna have, and so next year when he's ready to come back, you know what? Deshaun Watson will be 27, 28 years old, and yeah, he did miss two years of football, but you know, he's he's not a player that you can just see like, oh, he's just gonna go away, and his talents are just gonna go away. We're talking about a a, a, a very impressive young man. The only thing that would worry me is mentally, will he be back where he needs to be after everything that's went down? See, I would even require him when they um, suspend it. I think he will get a year, but the union has to defend that. Maybe it'll get, um, they'll appeal it, get it down to maybe 10, 12 games. But he has mm-hmm. to get some therapy because for some reason, this guy loves massages, man, from strangers. <laughs> the massages on the chain. You know, it's, it's some crazy stuff when you when you read it. Uh, you know, the, the consent forms and all that stuff. I'm like, well, how are we getting consent for? Like, it's like when all that mixed into it, and the Texans had a hand in this, and they think they slick. Uh, <laughs> they think they slick about it, but the consent forms and all that stuff, it's just there's yeah. something when it all comes out and we know the complete story or close to the complete story, it's going to be fun or very interesting to see. Yeah, I really do. Uh, when I heard about the Texans, I just don't know the lawyers get involved with that, and I mean, this. Breaking news: All teams do stuff for their star players, especially the quarterback. Right. But as far as uh, he got to take the L on all this, man. <laughs> I don't care what the team did. This guy, man, is just like I said, a, a creepy guy. But that's why, full disclosure, I don't get massages. I don't, man. I if it ain't from my wife, I I, I rather just. Leave it alone. Yeah, man. Don't put yourself in a bad spot. Exactly. Don't put yourself in a bad spot. Like, look, man, out here, things are crazy nowadays. Like, if it ain't my wife, I don't want it. (laughs) I don't want it. Now, before we move on. Yeah, real quick, I just don't know what Cleveland, what they're going to do with Baker, but they'll figure it out. They'll have time to do it through the summer. Well, I mean, you know, if the, the whole situation with, you know, Carolina, you know, we still don't know. You know, Baker says he's not playing for him anymore. So 
And they can't force the guy to play. They're not going to drag him on the field. Jacoby Brissett is going to start if, you know, if Deshaun's not playing. So they've got to figure something out with Baker. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of still out there in the wings. I've heard three-way trades between him and whatever. You know, some something has to give. Um, Cle- I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland tries to trade for Jimmy G to maybe supplement the time until Watson gets back on. Who knows? Who knows? If I'm San Francisco, John Lynch, my boy, ain't no way I'm getting rid of Jimmy G. <laughs> Trey Lance can wait another year. As long as Jimmy G has been there, they've been in the playoffs and went to a Super Bowl. Right. If you put Trey Lance in there and continue to develop him, same thing as Jordan Love, you're not going to be in the playoffs, and you got to almost start over. Yeah, he, he loves to win. He so needs I time. Yes, they did. He definitely needs time. I agree. I, it's like I, I felt like they should keep Jimmy G only because Trey Lance eventually is, um, you know, yeah, obviously he's got the talent, and we've seen a little bit of it, but I don't think he's there yet. He, before this season, he didn't even play the year before, so it's like. You know, I wouldn't be so easy to give up Jimmy G myself, but we don't know if their relationship is tarnished. So, I mean, we don't know where that's laying. And they don't want to know Baker Mayfield, man. Come on, man. Even for $18 million is cheap for a quarterback. Nah, nah. Baker, nah. What, what Baker needs to do is play his cards like this. Stay in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is not going to be there. Right. And last time they was in the playoffs were with you. They'll be crawling back to you. So just stay there. They'll The team will come to you and say, man, you need to play. Otherwise, they can find him if you don't want to come in and build because he's under contract. Right. But I, I just, if I'm Baker, man, just just sit tight and just assume yeah. you're going to be with the team and just keep working. I, out. I say, go in there. If you play well, you know, you're, you're a free agent next year. You know, and then people are going to be begging for you instead of like, I don't know if I want Baker. Because that's the reaction most teams like. A lot of hesitation, you know, the draft. Sure. Guy, like, I'm not sure. But you can, you still have a chance to go in there. You know, the, the accusations of not being an adult. You can go in there, show that you are an adult, handle your business on the field, and then leave. I mean, it's right. all possibilities. So, but now before we get on to Packer news, because you know we got to get into that, uh, that that green and gold. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on the commander situation with Daniel Snyder, oh, uh, and and if they're going to you know sell this team or is he going to still be there? I mean, do you have any predictions on this? Because for me, it feels like the whole situation. It feels like every time something good happens for the commanders, something bad happens for the commanders. Or something bad happens for the commanders, maybe something good will happen. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, Jack Del Rio didn't help it, okay? Nope. He didn't help the situation. But he's not even the issue. The issue is the ownership. Are they going to force him to sell? That's a great franchise if it's run correctly. But I don't think Congress should be involved in sports like that. I really don't. I mean, you have the problem is they don't want the NFL um, to do their own oversight. But um, let the NFL kind of do their thing. They'll try to figure it out. But when it'll be just like you trying to get rid of me and I'm your boy. Because all the owners like Daniel Snyder. They're not going to get rid of him. But, you know, I'm a Christian young man. You have to, if something is messed up, give people a chance to clean it up. But if he did anything wrong, as was Kraft, when he got into a little something, they need to be the players, they need to be held accountable. And I don't know if losing your franchises is the way to do it, but 
maybe you should probably step back for a while and let somebody else run it. And maybe you should be suspended for a year or something like that. But I don't know about taking people franchises if if they didn't, if they, you know, it was never criminally charged. But again, this NFL, you don't have to be. That's true. Because a good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, Jerry John, I love Jerry John, man. Jerry Jones is, I mean, hey, Jerry Jones got a player's mentality. Right. He's a businessman. He's just a great guy off the field. I'm just somebody as a person. So whatever, um, allegedly him and um, having a, a baby or whatever, they got to figure that out because right. if it was a player, you know, having kids like that, you know, America would kill him. But I just think that the NFL, I'll say this, the right guys at the committee, he's the right guy, commissioner. Roger mm-hmm. Goodell, because I know him as a player, he's a good guy. He get, and then he's surrounding himself by good people. So we got to kind of step back and let them kind of work things out. Because, again, again, the NFL is king. I mean, True. They got, I mean, they got everything. But they still need to be held accountable. But sometimes before I try to police somebody, I let them police themselves. And that way, if it didn't go far enough. But uh, having Snyder come before Congress, I don't know what that will prove. Because it seems right. like everybody knows everything. But I'll say this, wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. They need to just pay John Gruden his money. Yep. The Raiders just pay him his money. And that even shouldn't be an issue. Because I don't understand how all this stuff come out about Gruden and y'all force him out, but nobody else got held accountable for that. So it's, it's, so, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's crazy how it works, especially with, you know, there's been a lot of suspect stuff from owners here in the last six months. You know, the, oh, Dolphins yeah. owners, the Dolphins owners were, were Flores, obviously the Texas yeah. situation, uh, you know, and then, you know, with in D.C. And it just feels like that, you know, some of these owners have been, and, and Jerry Jones, I guess you could say, but, you know, a lot of them have been in these crazy scenarios. And if these were players, we'd be talking a whole different thing. We're talking suspensions. We're talking this. We're talking that. And it doesn't seem like, yeah, obviously the owners build the power a little bit with the money. We're not going to sit here and act like, you know. That's just how things work to an extent. But it's just it's just a weird vibe that the, that the owners haven't seen to gotten this punishment uh, that a player probably would have got in the same scenario in, in most cases. Yep. No, I understand. But other than the Packers, who Murphy has looked at as our owner, but we have a board, put the Packers to the side, Jerry Jones the best owner because he protects his players. He does. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to be a Cowboy fan to – if you're around Jerry Jones, he's just a he's just a, a great guy. Whatever's wrong, he tries to fix it. And right, like that. Some owners, they're just not approachable. They're not. You don't even know who some of them are, man. Jerry Jones, he's outside. I mean, he, he's you know he's a Hall of Famer, but not only that, but he just takes care of his players. I mean, case in point, that Prescott. You know, messed his leg up. The guy come back and still signed him to a forty million dollar deal. Right. He pays his players, so whatever he got going on, uh, he'll fix it. But that's way lower level stuff. I don't even conflate the two of him and Snyder at all. No, it's a different dream. That's not the same. Because I got three baby mamas, so I need to age. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of them. I get along with all of them, but. 
you know. But to your yeah. point, though, the owners, they'll be held accountable in some way, either by God or themselves, or for some reason, the last step is for Congress to come in and start doing audits of everybody's books and trying right. to get rid of the franchises. All right, all right. So, yeah, a lot of NFL news going now, but let's talk about the most important team in the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be biased because that's just who I am when it comes, at least coming hey, to the Greece. So, hey, don't, don't hide it. Don't hide it. Hey, look. <laughs> no need to hide. No need to hide. The green and gold is what it's all about. You know, I know I have some other people that say otherwise, but I don't care what they say. It's all about the yeah. green and gold. Anyway, let's get into last year. Last year, once again, another 13, and I believe they went 13 and four last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, last couple of seasons, number one seed, you know, we've been two NFC championships in the last three seasons. Flores is, and a lot of people have done an amazing job. Some people you know, see him and say, oh, man, you know, we can't get to the big one. Well, this has been going on for years, obviously. Last year was, I guess you can say, another disappointment in a lot of Packers fans as, uh, you know, losing Devontae. It's just a whole bunch that went into last season and to where we are right now. Uh, give me your thoughts on last season and how this Packers team has uh, done, you know, going into uh, the new season. But your thoughts on last year and, and how we look right now. Well, I'll tell you this, Daryl. Uh, it's two things I believe in, the reason why they're going to always be successful. I believe in Matt LaFleur. He reminds me a lot of Mike Holmgren. I remember when Mike Holmgren came in, um, I didn't know what to expect. Daryl, 1992, I think, uh, we just had Lenny Infante for a couple of years, kind of a losing culture. And they said, I thought the coach was going to be Dick Vermeer, who's going into the Hall of Fame with me. Uh, right. Well, I'm going in with him because he's the man. <laughs> uh, and they said, well, maybe Bill Parcells, who I'm a big fan of. I would have loved, right. loved to play for Bill Parcells. I mean, that guy's – you're talking about a player's coach. That guy's amazing. Right. So I'm thinking we're going to big name coach. Nope, it's Mike Hunger. I said, who was Mike Hunger? <laughs> we got the most storied franchise since 1919. Who was Mike Hunger? Then I learned out who he was. And now I love this guy, and I think he's the smartest guy to ever pick up a clipboard because he get the most out of his players. If you don't believe me, go look at the roster of Super Bowl 31, who our mm-hmm. offensive line was, who our special team people were, and look at that staff. I mean, right. it was tremendous. So we got in there. He had to turn things around and eventually won a Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur, a lot of people didn't know who he was. Young guy, but just needed an opportunity. You know, kind of a journeyman to take a couple teams. And that's what they say. If you go to a couple teams, coaches switch teams all the time. But it seemed like he just needed an opportunity. Offensive coordinator in Tennessee. His offense numbers weren't that great. Right. But he had a fantastic interview. And he said a lot of things I liked his initial um, press conference. But moving forward, I said, well, how's this going to work with Aaron Rodgers? Right. So most co- most coaches, when you come in, you're handed just a normal quarterback, not a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Right. And not, not everybody gets Hall of Famer. Not first ballot. So people looked at it as, Matt LaFleur, just don't mess it up. You're going to win because right. you're Aaron Rodgers. Go through the year, unprecedented. First year, 13 and three. Next year, 13. Next year, breaks uh, George Seifert's record. First three mm-hmm. years, won a lot of games, but 170, and I'm sorry, 169 targets last year went to Devontae Adams. 
this offense is not what Matt LaFleur has envisioned, in my opinion. Right. He envisioned two things happening for people to give him credit because he won't get any credit up until this year. Oh, you got right. Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to win games. But he can't be Shanahan. He can't be like McVay and go to McVay with the two Super Bowls, just one one. Those mm-hmm. kind of his colleagues who we judge him as in the NFC. So now, okay, I said to myself, self, he's going to get his wish because somebody's going to be gone, either Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, for you to get the true Matt LaFleur offense. Take away Devontae Adams. Now Aaron Rodgers got to turn into a little bit above what Jimmy Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford is doing. Right. Manage games, only be a – uh, S on your chest when you need me to be, but I'm gonna run this ball. I'm gonna play action, get deep, use the tight ends. It may be boring, but we're gonna win a lot of games that we always done. But we get in the playoffs, we're gonna be built for it. Right. We're not gonna be locked on 17 anymore. We're not doing that anymore. Well, you know, I'm not, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I a lot of my friends, you know, they hit me up. Oh man, your boy. Look, yeah, I was hurt to see him go. Yeah. But the, the the team that I feel like this Packers team could be on a week-to-week basis is that team that played when they played – when Devontae wasn't there, they played in Arizona. We saw what Aaron does when he can spread the ball. And they – if everybody chipped in, and that, that was like a, everybody came together. You know, Aaron knew he didn't have Devontae, and he was able to work the ball around to pretty much everybody. You know, the running game was looking good. The defense was playing well. They did a really good job against Murray. And that's, that's to me, I always tell people, I say, when well, you want to know what the Packers team is going to look like this year, look at that Cardinals game. That, that is, to me, the the template of what you're going to see the Packers look like. Obviously, we're a young receiver, uh, and it's going to be interesting. You know, you bring in Sammy Watkins. and But for me, if you want to know what the Packers team is going to look like, go and look at that Arizona game. Uh, for In my opinion, improved defense through the draft. So I, that's what I see. You want to know what Packers look like? Look at that Arizona game from last year. No, that's a great point. Even you can throw in the Kansas City game where eight people caught right. passes. I mean, uh, Josiah DeGuar, it's a lot of pressure on him at uh, tight end. But A.J. Dillon is, I mean, this guy's an amazing running back. But what you want to do, because you got to build your team now, because you're on the Fast track, Daryl, to win a Super Bowl. Because Aaron right. Rodgers' contract next year explodes to this huge number. Um, cap, the salary cap. And you'll have the fifth-year option for Jordan Love. I mean, that's going to be a big number. So something has to give. If right. you win a Super Bowl this year, oh, we'll keep pushing money into the future. Because when they redid his contract, that's what I said to myself. Okay, win a three-year fast track. We're going to really see. So what's the difference there? Say they win 10 games and mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. Who cares? I don't win care. I, 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 don't, I don't care. Winning, <laughs> I don't care. Winning 13 games and losing at home, again, is just painful. It is, it's rough. So, it's rough. So I think, I think you'll see Matt LaFleur run his true office. And I know Tom Clements is coming back. Uh, yes. Stenovich the new coordinator. Um, and I think that's a good sign, Stenovich, because he's an offensive line coach. He can say, no, let's run this football. And right. Aaron got to be okay with 25 attempts, you know, maybe 20 attempts. Well, you're going to run I, that football. 
I think he's gonna be all right with it. I mean, you got to think about Aaron Rodgers. Is I'm way be- in the minority. People think nope, he won't be happy. But oh, if, I mean, if you look numbers, he always threw for two fifty. He's he, fine with it. He, he's got. I told people for a while. He Aaron Rodgers got exactly what he wanted. This this master plan that he put together last season was masterful from this point, like last year, all up until now. Um, you know, he wanted to be a Packer. Then he never said he wanted to be traded. People used to blow my mind. Your boy want out. He doesn't want out. This is all going on because he wants to stay. He is invested in the Green Bay community. He's an owner of the Bucks. He loves Green Bay. He doesn't like the way certain things were going along, in his opinion, and he wanted be there and that's the thing i always try to tell people like, he wanted to be there this this wasn't all oh, he wants out you know yes he threatened or they you know the illusion was a threat that he wanted out i never thought he wanted out everything kind of fell in the plan he's getting paid he got a guarantee pretty much got the guarantee he wanted that he will be able to finish out his career in green bay his way and that's all he ever wanted and he got exactly what he wanted Leroy. that's exactly what he wanted and yeah. I, I, I used to tell people like Y'all think he's leaving. He's not going anywhere. If he can help it, I promise you he'll be back next year. So it felt good. I gave people space to feel that way because sometimes Aaron said he's subliminal. But I agree with you. At the end of the day, he ain't going there. Right. He didn't want to go nowhere. No, I mean, you got to understand about legacy and um, being a a two-time MVP Sounds good, but two times Super Bowl champion sounds better. It sounds better. It sounds better. So, you know, without Devontae Adams, I think they're on the fast track to win it. But I think the one thing, the reason why I'm going in the Hall of Fame, Daryl, is because I love being coached. Right. I really do. Sometimes, you know, players, and me and Brett, we used to talk about this all the time. Sometimes players like, I don't really need coaching. I just need some managing. I don't really need right. coaching. But they got to figure out a way to make it work. And you're right, also a great point. They gave Aaron everything he wanted so much, brought Tom Clemens back. Right. So you have it. It was brilliant on the Packers. We gave him everything he wanted. Check, check, check. If this thing don't work, it ain't on us. We did everything. Right. We did everything you wanted. Everything. <laughs> so I never thought he, I never thought he was going anywhere. Me neither. And I and maybe people say, Oh, you biased because you're a Packers fan. I said, No. Right. So y'all, y'all have to understand the organization because you got Packer fans that are just oh, I'm you know, you got those Packer fans that are just like, I'm not gonna say delusional because I don't want to trash my fellow Packer brother, but there are some that don't they look outside of the box, and then there's people that look inside on exactly what's going on. He got everything like I think him and Devontae knew when the season started last year where this was going. Obviously, you know, I think Devontae knew he wanted to he, – he kind of figured that Aaron wasn't going to be there super long-term, and I think he wanted to go to Vegas with Derek Carr. Felt that in my soul. Then you go all the way throughout the season, and everything he asked for, they did. They backed him up in a, in a lot of cases, especially in a situation where uh, the COVID thing happened right in there in that week, you know, with Kansas City and, you know, the vaccination situation that went on last year. They backed him up in that situation. They had his back from beginning to end. They went out there, and in my opinion, I think this draft that they just had, um, they did everything. You know, well, them getting rid of Devontae helped them get everybody else back. You know what I'm saying? Like, they pretty much got to sign almost every piece of that puzzle back last year. To me, I think that's the biggest part of what people don't miss. Like, 
the defense was solid last year. You got everybody back. Plus, you got the two young guys that brought in in the first round from Georgia. You know, Stokes had a pretty good year last year. Uh, you know, it's just like they don't realize how good this team will probably will more likely still going to be uh, even without Devontae. Yeah, again, I'm a big – the coaching staff is very good. And right. So I think the team will be competitive. Not to mention they went and got the best special team coach, Basaccia. Yes. That's going to turn that special team. was terrible. <laughs> they said special team got fixed. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. I knew – I hate to say it. It was probably like week oh 14. God. I can't remember what game it was. It was week 14. Amari Rogers, and you know, I still got faith in Amari, but Amari fumbled the ball. It was like a game he had like two fumbles on special teams. And I said, to myself, and then I always noticed that teams were getting to like the 40 yard line every time on punt return. Yeah, on yeah. Returns. And I said, this is going to cost us. I, my heart told me this is going to cost us when at the worst time. And what does it do in the playoffs at home? It costs us at the worst time. And, and you know, I just I couldn't even believe it. I, I mean, I knew I, in my heart I kind of figured it could happen. I just was hoping that it wouldn't, and unfortunately yeah. it did. <laughs> now, um, yeah. and before we move on uh, to uh, our next segment, uh, any thoughts on this draft with the package draft class? Any thoughts on the package draft class? Well, I, well, I was I was also in the minority again. Are oh, they going to get all these receivers? I said no, they're not. Right, I get two receivers. I mean, what bumper sticker you've ever seen, and it says offense win championship, right? Defense win championship. So I, I always thought in my heart that they would draft for special teams, defense, and just try to manage games. And when people they didn't get a receiver, all oh, people are irate. You look at Quay Walker. Okay, they'll get a receiver next. Then they got Wyatt. Oh, what are they doing? They're getting bigger and stronger and faster. But they came back and got Christian Watson. You know, okay. matter of fact, um, me and his dad played with the pack. He was with the Packers. But I mean, this guy is going to be a pretty good player. But he don't have to do it. They're going to have to do it by committee. Right. So, with that being said, these guys and and Dubs, Romeo, these guys yeah. are going to play. I mean, but one of my favorite picks has to be Sean Ryan. You know, you know. I don't know if he's a guard or a tackle, but he's going to end up playing. He's going to end up playing. Well, that's the one thing, and I, I always destroy names, but the, our, our new offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, Sinovich. Yeah. yeah, The job that he did with that offensive line last year, think, think about it. I mean, Aaron didn't, you know, didn't get sacked that often. wasn't in pretty – like he – that line did a really good patch job, losing Jenkins, no Bakhtiari for most of the year, and they just – no, no Billy Turner for the most part of the year. And they was rotation. John Runyon did a phenomenal job on the line. Uh, you know, Wells has moments here and there. But overall, for him to to have that line still do good things under the circumstances, to me, was just like, man. So when they gave him the offensive coordinator, that, that's well-deserved, in my opinion. The way he was able to keep that offensive line together, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan goes out there. It's, it's another stud pickup for Green Bay on that offensive line. Absolutely. He's going to have an opportunity to play. Uh, they won't get Jenkins back. I'm hoping Bytar is fine. Right. Uh, Yash will probably be the you know the right tackle. So they're gonna they're gonna have to go deep though. If they can go eight men deep rotation, uh, Josh Myers has to stay healthy. I think they'll be okay because as 
as we talk about it and think about it, in that game, Aaron was sacked five times against San Francisco. And you're thinking, okay, they can clean that up. There were opportunities in that particular game, but if they can go eight men deep rotational offensive line, I think they'll be fine. Uh, me too. I, I I got good feelings about this Packers team. We'll see though. I mean, we're oh, you know not too far away from the preseason, uh, not too far away from the season. I'm just excited for football. I'm ready for it to come back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's go to our my uh, favorite segment here: quick ones. All right. So the way quick ones works for those who are, are new to the show is I'm going to give a phrase here or say a phrase. And then Leroy is going to give us his thoughts on that situation. Leroy, are you ready for quick ones? Yep, I'm ready. He is ready. So let's start this on one off proper uh, players beef. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of player beef going on, uh, and you know, in multiple sports between journalists and players and players and players. What are your thoughts on all this players beef that's been going on? I don't know how they have the time, Daryl, to do all this, but I just don't like to see player on player. Uh, Draymond and Big Perk. I like Big Perk. Um, I think players who are playing like KD, you know, because him and Barkley go at it, you know, Shaq. <laughs> I think sometimes, and I think Katie has a point though, that the older guys are that's retired. They're a little jealous of what the money these guys make, and they shouldn't be right. that way. But I think it's a way to fairly judge a guy without tearing him down. Now, what the right. stuff that Skip Bayless does with Rus- Russell Westbrook, and maybe I'm biased because I'm a Laker fan, right. but I think it's uncalled for. I think it's silly. I think it's 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 childish. You can say everything about him and just call him by his name. And I think sometimes players should be more thick-skinned. Just ignore it. Don't even respond to it. It'll go away. The best man that just put his chin up and I'm keeping it moving, y'all ain't going to bother me. So you can't react to every single thing. You can't have rabbit ears. But then again, the media – you have to be respectful. Now, the one that really took my cake because I'm a big Shannon Sharp fan is Shannon and Richard Jefferson. I'm right. Like, okay, y'all got to clean this up. Right. And But both of those guys are in the media in opposite sports. But I'm going to assume that's going to blow over as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so, man. And some, I mean, yes, from the media front, for a lot of media people, they love that type of stuff. I mean, yes, it yep. is interesting. It does keep, you know, at, you know, people's, you know, paper sold or whatever they, you know, media apps on fire or whatnot. But it, it is kind of hard. It's, it is kind of a little tough to see. It's interesting some of the things that are said from time to time, but hopefully they'll clean that thing up, man, because I don't want to keep, you know, I don't want to keep seeing all that beef, man. Like, Sports supposed to be fun, man. You're supposed to be enjoyed. Competition is cool, but sometimes they be crossing the line. <laughs> they be crossing yeah, the line. Yeah, talking about fighting each other and all that. I mean, I don't like the beef. I'm a fish guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So we gotta figure out <laughs> we gotta figure out a way for uh if you're a media guy, you can judge a guy, you can criticize a guy, mm-hmm. but I think you should use their name and be professional. Be professional and players, if you're making listen. If I was making twenty-five to thirty million dollars, you can say what you want about me. If you carry Irving, it shouldn't even bother you. What Stephen A. Smith say about you, it shouldn't even bother. I mean, y'all African American men. At the end of the day, two African American guys should not be attacking each other when both of y'all 
make lots of money. Lots of money. A little bit of money. Lots of money. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Next one, on. I wouldn't be worried, but go ahead. <laughs> Next one on quick ones. Your favorite non-NFL star, your favorite sports athlete that's not an NFL star right now. Who's your favorite uh guy right now? Or like well, I, I have a few. Steph Curry, man. Yes, Steph I love Curry. His family, his wife, his kids. Having a dad played in the NBA, that's platinum. And and being a shooter, <clears throat> a shooter myself, I just love what he stands for. Um, the guy is just fantastic. And of course, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. And um, Giannis, I got a new movie called Rise. I want everybody to check that out on Disney Plus. These guys are family guys that come with everything you want in a person, especially Giannis, man. This guy from Greece came over here with nothing, drafted by the Bucks, won a championship after 51 years. So those guys are my three. Uh, so by far, I, 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 I like I like the list. I like the list. I can't be mad at that. And it's funny because Giannis, uh, Giannis probably my number two guy right now. And I and Steph Curry for me, even though I'm a Miami Heat fan, Steph Curry is just a joy to watch on the basketball court. I, I don't care what anybody I, he yeah, you know in the game of basketball is so much about you know has always been about dunking and the highlight reels for the most part. He changed the game. I mean, three points have always been a part of it. The way he Let's be honest with you. In in the in the NBA, it's all about the people who change the game. And we can't sit here and lie and say that, you know, that Steph Curry hasn't changed the game. How many kids are out here in high school now shooting 85 foot threes because they see Steph Curry doing it? And and they're out there, you know, they're modeling their game after Steph Curry. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's people are not modeling their game after LeBron. I mean, because that has happened as well, but it's just the game changed a lot. You know, going to that three-point line before, you know, on a fast break and shooting a three on a fast break, which didn't happen a ton, happens a lot now. But yeah, I mean, I, I love Steph Curry. Love Steph Curry. I'll, add, well, I'll add one more, too, since you're a Miami fan. Um, Dwayne Wade is a platinum person because he proved that celebrity marriages will work. Some of them don't yeah. work, but they work with him and Gabrielle Union and their kids. I just love their family. And one day I grow up, I said this, I told my kids that one day I grow up, I want to be just like Shaq. Cause he's a, billion, <laughs> he's a billionaire that try to act like he's not, but he helps so many people. And Dwayne Wade is just like changing things for people. I'm just so proud of Dwayne. I really am. Right. I, even I, uh, thinking about him, I get emotional because he's just so on point with everything. And I appreciate that. I, I love Dwayne Wade, you know, man, I can't Dwayne is such a, you know, he's a heat life for man and just like he just and he is the miami Heat. besides my my favorite miami Heat player alonzo morning he he is the he is the miami Heat. so i you know much love to my man Dwayne. uh next yeah, one on pat Riley too, you know i'm a laker fan i love pat Riley. well speaking <laughs> of the lakers speaking of the lakers next one on quick ones how would you fix how would you fix the la lakers leroy i mean that this is a tough one because the last year was rough how would you fix the Lakers, man? This is this is your squad. I'm gonna trade AD and try to get Chris Middleton. I'll try to get Chris Middleton from Milwaukee. Trade AD and Westbrook, and I'll try to get Uncle Drew. I'll try to do everything in my power to, to get Uncle Drew and LeBron back when they won that thing in Cleveland when they were down three-one. 
So in my eye, the big three for the Lakers would have been LeBron, Chris Middleton, and Kyrie Irving. Those three people, and then it don't matter who on the bench. Don't matter. We can get back to when we was winning all the time. Don't care. Now that I wake up, that's a dream. Now that I wake up, I don't know how they're gonna fix it there. They got too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm a big Genie Bus fan, but I mean, they got Palenka up in there. I mean, they got. Phil Jackson up in there. They got Kurt Rambis in there. They got everybody in there. I, I, I just don't just, know. It doesn't uh, seem like the team. Uh, doesn't it seem like the, about the Laker? Doesn't doesn't it just feel like the team is just badly constructed? That's what it feels like. I mean, obviously they went into the season being the oldest team in the league last year, but they had so much talent, or you know, guys who had you know multiple. Um, you know, all stars or all pros, they had so much of that on the team, it just never seemed to gel. Um, and it, it was it was hard to watch at time. And I ain't gonna lie, there's some Laker fans that are obnoxious, like how some Cowboys fans can be from time to time, and yep. you see them suffering, they're 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 out here just in shambles seeing the team uh you know not do well. But you know, I you know, when the Lakers do well, the NBA does well. And so it's very important for them to get back on track. They had just got back on track after those couple of years after Kobe, God rest his soul, after Kobe had, you know, retired. Yep. And they, they had those struggles. They got back on track. And now it seems like they're right back where they were uh, pre-LeBron coming there. Well, uh, real quick, I think if if we had to, I would keep Westbrook. Now I'm out of the dream now. This is reality. I would keep <laughs> Westbrook because I'm a big Darvin Ham fan. He came from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So Darvin Ham will give them a more of a defensive presence. LeBron's going to always be – he'll be the all-time leading scorer in a couple of years, but we need to sign LeBron to a couple-year extension. Right. And I would try to trade AD for another piece, another shooter, and then try to build the bench up. Because you can compete in the West if you got LeBron and get Westbrook back on track and get another score of somebody around 20 points. Right. Because you're not going to beat Dallas – I mean, even the Clippers, I don't even want to get to Golden State because you're not going to beat them either with just, just, you know, those three because you can't really count on AD if he's healthy no. or not. But, but if AD is healthy? It's different. But he's never on the floor. He's never – that's what he's, he's never on the floor. No, I get it. I get it. But when, if he's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leroy. There's no answer for him. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. I want those delusional Laker fans, okay? It's, but it's okay. It's okay. You, yeah. That's just why. I believe in Westbrook. I believe in Westbrook. That's how I feel about my Seattle Mariners. Like, you know, they'll they'll never – they haven't made the playoffs since I was a junior in high school. It's been 20 years. So, hopefully, hopefully one day they'll make it back. They got the longest uh, uh, longest playoff drought in sports. So, you know, people make fun of me for that. So, hopefully they'll change that. You know, we'll see. So, I believe me, I have some of that pain in my heart. Some of that. <laughs> All right, we got two more quick ones. This one right here relates to Florida State. Do you think that Deion Sanders will be the future Florida State head coach at some point? Well, you know, I think that um, Mike Norvell is the right guy for now um, because it was a lot of stuff going on that Deion should have got the job before mm-hmm. Mike Norvell. He should have been got the job. Right. Um, but they went in a different direction, and everything was all messed up. But if Mike Novell can get him back on track, 
Um, he's going to be there for a minute. Dion have bigger stuff to, bigger fish to fry. Right. Dion going to be at one of these Big Ten, Pac-12 schools with huge budgets with the NIL because he can, he can recruit. And I don't think he really wanted the Florida State job because I think he thought he should have got it the first, first time. First time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But helping Jackson State go to a, a bowl, I mean, one of the best teams, and then right. he put his money where his mouth is, he got his kids to play for him? Right. I mean. He's, he's done a phenomenal job. So I, I would mean, think I, opening up to an NCAA, opening up to another, all schools, that he'll be a candidate because he'll he'll win at Jackson State, and it'll be two trophies out front. It'll be Walter Payton and Deion Sanders because Deion Sanders putting Jackson State on the map. I, I love I it. Any, if I had any money to donate, which I don't, I would donate. <laughs> I would donate to his program in a heartbeat. I would donate because I would want to see Deion succeed. Right. But for some reason, Mike Norvell. Um, in a few years is not working and that job comes available, you never know. But I'm not sure Dion wants it because he thinks he should have had it before Taggart. Should have got it then. Yeah, they did I think they did him wrong. And yeah. but you know what? In the end, in the end though, what he's done, what Deion Sanders done for HBCUs and what he put them oh on the map. Um, I mean, just his presence. And then I want to throw a little love to Eddie George too, because Eddie George is out there, I believe, at Tennessee State. Uh, yep. you know, and, and those guys coming back, yeah, those guys coming back and, and, and showing love to HBCUs really helped out, uh, those schools and give them opportunities to shine. And I, I love it. Absolutely love it. He got Travis Hunter. Yeah. And Nick Saban didn't like it, but who cares? <laughs> Travis Hunter, top 10 pick right. today. He don't right. need college. You don't even need it. Just stay healthy as a top 10 pick. He can play receiver, corner, safety, quarterback, running back, and he went to Jackson State. Right. Yeah. Be the top. This is the when people always Ooh. give him a brief about you know Hunter going over there. The only thing I say is you got in the arguably the greatest cornerback of all time coaching down there, and you're the top cornerback in the country, defensive back in the country. Wouldn't you want to go down there and learn from the best? I Thanks. think so. I think so. All right, last one. Fun one for you, Leroy. Favorite cereal? Oh, man, I'm glad my kids ain't here. You <laughs> something. Okay. Okay. Grew up on fruit rings. Not loot. <laughs> Not loot. Not loot. Not loot. No. Fruit rings. Fruit rings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get to college. Mm-hmm. Man, you ever had fruit loop? I said, no, cuz I got a fruit <laughs> ring. Cereal. I said, dude, we didn't even have milk. We had to mix the powder and milk with water. Oh no. <laughs> I said, man, you gotta get some fruit loops. Ever since then, fire. Fire. Yes. Fruit Loops, my favorite. Fruit Loops. Now, me and my wife got into a debate the other day because she's a golden gram young lady. 
Hey, Golden Grams is a hey, Golden Grams is a beast. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, no. Come on now, Lee Rowley. Golden Grams ain't that bad. Why wouldn't you just do Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Well, okay, all right. Well, I mean, they they like cousins, you know. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Golden Grams like cousins. I'm in my opinion. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, I'm glad my kids in here. I'm gonna go with Fruit Loops. They hate Fruit Loops, but I like Fruit Loops. Uh, Fruit Loops are solid though. I mean, you can't go wrong. With Fruit Loops. Anything you can eat without milk. Fire, and I got it at Florida State. <laughs> My brother-in-law said his kids won't even eat the. Uh, these kids are so different nowadays. If you tried to give a non-name brand cereal in the house, they won't eat it. He nah. said one time. He said one time he took the bag out and put the the generic one inside of the bag, and the Thank kids you. and they knew the difference. <laughs> they, was like, nope. <laughs> nope. they was like, nope. They was like. <laughs> we used to eat. I uh, also had the corn flakes with the rooster on it. You know, the rooster little thing yeah, was red. Know. It was red, but on this box it was blue. I said, "This ain't real corn flakes. <laughs> it was just flakes. <laughs> just flakes. Oh man, that's that. Just flakes. No corn. Just flakes. Don't know where they yeah. came from." <laughs> yeah. All right, yes. everyone. That was quick ones here on one on one, and uh, I want to say, Leroy, I truly appreciate you know you coming on to the show today to make episode fifty eight you know amazing. It's it's good to you know to get a chance to to see you face to face again. Um, and you know this is the third time that you come on here and, and bless us with your presence. And you know you you've been a friend of the network, and I, I truly appreciate that. Well, I tell you what, it's one of the. I want to talk to you before you get an Emmy or something, and forget about us little folks. Never, never, right. never forget about you. Never. No, you're a great guy. You have a great program. I like your questions. I like the interaction. You're one of the few guys that has my personal number, so that means I trust you, my brother. And anytime, anytime you want me to come on, no problem. I gave you my word on that. That's why I like when you played the previous episode. And now, I mean, so God is good, my brother. Anytime you take care of yourself. Yeah, most definitely. Now, before the last thing before we leave, we want you to leave your legacy. Any special projects, anything going on? All right, so Leroy, let everybody, if there's any projects you got going on that yes. you want people to other than, um, you know, Hall of Fame, but anything yes. else that you got going on that you want people to know about, this is your time. Well, if you go to leapspears.com, I mean, uh, of course, Leap Vodka. Now I got a new um, Leaping Lemonade. Me and Robin Yout, we, we call it cocktail in a can. It was <laughs> lemonade and Leap Vodka in a can. I think it's like 0 0.6 alcohol high volume or something like that. But it just came out. But I got a lot of stuff coming up with my, I'm putting it, my kids are writing my documentary about my life story, African-American kid and the projects, making it to the Hall of Fame. And um, I also got a cookbook coming out um, this fall with my kids. I have mm -hmm. six daughters and a son. Everybody's working on recipes and things of that nature. I think I, I would like to be the one of the most accessible Hall of Famers ever to interact with my fans. So you can follow me on Twitter at Leap36 and, of course, on Facebook at Leap36. But more than anything, I just appreciate any kind of platform to get new people to find out my story because my story is very important. And you can always go to LeroyPutlerInc.com for more information about what I'm doing and things of that nature. But more than anything, my brother, I appreciate your time. 
No, man, this is valuable time for me. You know, um, you gave me a chance when a lot of other people said no. And, you know, shame on as the same thing I said, shame on them. You know, and it's hard, you know, uh, starting off from scratch in this industry. But yeah. you were a person that gave us that opportunity on Legacy. And we, we truly appreciate uh, that support that you've always given and, and being a true friend. I mean, it's it's really an honor to say that me and you are friends. It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That is that is episode 58 of one on one here on the Legacy Baker Sports Network. Next week, episode 59, my man Mike Padden will come on uh his podcast touring the AFC South. Mike has been on fire lately, and so we're gonna have him on and he's gonna talk to us and talk about his life and his career. Once again, everybody, I'm Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, Hall of Famer. That's right, baby. Leroy Butler. Thank you once again, brother, for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Take care, Daryl. All right. Peace out, everybody. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the...